we got some mall locations that also got shut down. So my job, first and foremost, is to pivot and stop doing events and promotions and all that and try to find a way to, you know, keep my employees working. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined in the special office edition back at the office. Um, <laughs> but I am joined with Wing Lamb. I want to tell you a little bit about Wing. He is the founder uh, and one of the owners of Wahoo's Fish Taco. It's a successful chain that's been around for 32 years. Not too many brands have been able to boast that. Um, he started with, his two, with two of his brothers. He's, uh, they're up to about 60 locations from New Jersey to Hawaii and even Japan, uh, based out of California. He was named one of the top CEOs to follow. And I do have to say, we had to delay this podcast a little bit because Wing was personally delivering food uh, to he, – he was, he was delivering the food to a Red Cross uh, event where they were catering for Red Cross Blood Drive. And just Wing is just super cool. Um, so anyway, Wing, stoked to have you on, man. Thanks for being here and for joining us. And thanks for making the time to, you know, the shift because it was lunchtime and somebody has to go make the delivery. <laughs> and, and why not an owner, right? It's not like you've got hundreds of employees or anything, but dude, that's the kind of guy you are, Wing. I like that about you. So, so besides, you know, delivering lunch um, for awesome events, what, what are you doing nowadays, right? How, what, what does someone do who has a 32-year-old brand and, and uh, 60 locations and growing? Well, right now, you know, because the COVID thing hit all over the country, nobody's ever seen anything like this. So nothing, no events, no concerts, nothing has been going around. So our locations, they've gotten hit really hard when we're in the stadiums. They they got closed. The two locations in the airport are basically doing about 10% of what they were doing before. I mean, so the two university locations are shut down. So those are some of the things that, you know, and we got some mall locations that also got shut down. So my job, first and foremost is to pivot and stop doing events and promotions and all that and try to find a way to, you know, keep my employees working. Yeah. So the first round way back in March, we literally took an 85% haircut. Imagine one day you show up to work, no customers, right? Because back then it was takeout only. Then it was takeout and dine-in, and then it was takeout and patio only now, right? So we were down to, instead of our normal 15 give or take employees per location, we were down to two and three employees per location. Oh so at least we got gosh. to keep some of our core guys. So the thing that came around is I had to, my job has always been to how do I drive traffic? Well, when nobody's going out, there's no way to get people out of their comfort zone of staying at home. Because remember, the whole thing was about shelter in place. Yeah. And only going out to places that you needed to go. So I'm going, well, not everybody can cook. So maybe there's a way to kind of instill in, and build the takeout business. So I was trying to figure out how to, to do that. At the same time, there was no events going around. So I called all my friends and said, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And the answer I pretty much knew before I even asked them was nothing. We're all sitting at home. 
And I says, well, now, are you guys these, are these your friends, like food friends, or are these just like casual friends? All of them. People in the industry. Because remember, my sales rep from Corona, well, her business was down by 85% because there's nobody yeah, selling alcohol. Well, and nobody or, wanted Corona. Or <laughs> <laughs> Pacific, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is, but her counterpart that sold to the retail stores, the supermarkets, he's up 85%. Because remember, people are still drinking. Oh, yeah. They're just not drinking out. They're drinking at home. Yeah. Realize that right now, champagne sales are 50% higher than they've ever been. And people are buying the higher end stuff, not the cheap stuff. Because yeah. they're like, hey, if we're at home, might as well drink the good stuff because we don't have the overhead. Remember, yeah. that $20 bottle of wine is probably $60 at the restaurant, right? Because yeah. of the overhead. So uh -huh. a lot of the premium brands, hard liquor, everything went up. But the guys in the same company that were selling to restaurants and hotels, Zippo, they were down 85 because I'm not selling anything. So we started talking about, goes, well, how do we change the dynamics? They said, we still have this massive amount of marketing dollars. We're just going to have to shift it. And I said, how about you hire us to deliver food to the supermarkets? And it was, what a great idea. So that was the first, the beginning of that. So because remember, they have a budget to spend. So we're feeding the drivers, the clerks at a Ralph supermarket, any, name any chain, because yeah. they're working extra. But the supermarket can't pay them more money because they don't know when this thing's going to end either. Yeah. And they don't want to set a precedence by saying, here, we're going to go from $10 to $15 an hour. Uh -huh. So these little treats were kind of like unexpected. And if we stopped bringing them lunches or dinners, nobody would worry about it because it had never been done before. And it may end after the pandemic. Right. So we were out to distribution centers. So that was one side. You know, my vendors, you know, basically my Gallo, my Corona, my Sam Adams, all of them say, hey, we have big accounts that we can take care of. So that's from my vendor perspective. From a friendship was all my friends that own businesses, all CEOs, all the events that we normally would be supporting all got canceled. No yeah. galas, no golf tournaments, nothing. And I says, let's get and together. What, what percentage? What percentage of that was your revenue? Before? It wasn't so much the revenue; it was the fact that that's what we're doing to take care of our community. So yeah, it represented uh -huh. no money. We don't make money in charity events, but because we were out of money. I said, why don't you guys help me out so that we can afford to at least cover our costs and deliver food to the hospitals? And they said, what a great idea <laughs> because there's nothing going on. So all of my CEOs, you named the company, from the roofing company, Antis Roofing, from EDS, the IT guys, from the loan mortgage companies. I mean, we all got together because I had the one thing that all the hospital frontliners wanted food food and along the way i called some of my other friends i said what are you doing they're like nothing yogurt they're you know again same thing yogurt land was sitting duck because it's all dine in yeah well they couldn't and, come and into this touch store. everything and yeah exactly <laughs> it's all self-serve so they yeah. have to shut that whole thing down and they said we got a bunch of product that's getting ready to expire i'm like even better so bring it. Uh, Hint Water had the same issue. Uh, a lot of their on-premise and their events was got canceled. So they're sitting on pallets of product that it was earmarked for, you know, because the dating, it's all earmarked for events. So I'm like, we got events. So they gave us hundreds and hundreds of cases of product. Then Monster Energy Drink, 
there's no event under the sun. So they brought me pallets of product. Uh, the one company was um, Drake's Organic Vodka. They had to pivot because they weren't selling. They had enough. And remember how the alcohol company started making hand sanitizers. So yeah. all of a sudden we got 80 gallons of hand sanitizers. We got into little bottles, gave them out. Uh, van shoes, no events going on. So I'm like, hey, what are you doing with all the umbrellas and all the face masks, the bandanas? It goes, nothing. Bring it. We'll give it to the nurses. So this thing just started. <laughs> Holy cow. That so is in, awesome. So instead of events and charities and whatever, or promotions, we ended up going to hospitals and to distribution centers. So we've been to all the big supermarket chains and just visiting our friends, I call it. And so how, how do you, so that's what you're doing right now. That's where, you, that's where you're spending most of your time is, oh, yeah. you know, organizing this, putting this together yep. and, and doing good. I love that, man. So that's the thing though, because I have a certain amount of time set aside to do events. So now nothing was going on. So we went out and in the funny part is somewhere around the second or third week of driving around town, we just today was our 82nd delivery. So if you do 82, divided by about four months. It tells you how many times a week we were out. About three to five times a week we were running around, okay? So the 82nd, we've served over 10,000 meals in this amount of time. But while around the second or third week, one of the houses we were at, because we also did uh, stay in shelter homes for churches. You're gonna, we partnered with a couple of churches, right? One of the residents of that house was a part-time driver for one of the delivery companies. So when we saw the sign, and because we were using an app very similar to go from stops to stop, it maps it all out. Yeah, so yeah. You know what's the fastest way to get around 10 homes? Yeah. It was a DoorDash sign. So my buddy Eric from our agency, he goes, Wayne, from now on, it's going to be Wing Dash. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever, right? So we started hashtagging it, and people started laughing. So oh, that, that is awesome. That's where I came from. Because we, is, I mean, literally, when you're on a GPS and you're going, which again, I don't know if you're directionally, we're all a little directional thing. Sometimes the way you're pointing your car, it has you going right instead of left and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And once you start going one way, you're like, no, dude, we got to go the other way, right? So it became <laughs> this joke because you, you got to go to 10 homes at a time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, so around the second or third delivery that we did for other homes, that's when we figured that one out. That so is it's awesome. been a joke and everybody loves it. And it's like, Hey, where's wing dash going today? You know? <laughs> so, so talking about, you know, you know, what you've been able to build to this point, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Why has Wahoo's been so successful? What, what are the ingredients that go into building a successful brand? Cause you obviously, you know, one of the things I, I've I've loved about you know talking to you, we've talked a few times on the phone. You, you know, you're you're uh, you know my team really well. What are some of the things that um, do you feel like have has been really successful for you? Because I know that from the outside perspective, you know, looking in at Wing Lamb, it's like you're such a personable guy. You're so <laughs> creative. You read the recommendations about you online. You know, people love working with you. Um, so there's obviously you. But how do you translate, you know, this awesome personality, personify that into a brand and make that successful? What do you, what do you feel like your secret ingredients have been? I think the, the secret ingredient, the, the first and foremost is I always talk about when we're going out to make a hospital delivery, it's we're going to go have some fun. 
Trust me, it's work. Prepping, yeah. bagging, you know, make sure. But remember, you know, some time ago, it's like you can go work out or you can go surfing. I can guarantee you <laughs> surfing is way more fun. It's still a workout. You got to be in good shape. But when you're catching waves, it doesn't feel like you're working out. Mm -hmm. So that's a big part of our trick is when we're going out to do things, right? I try to invite all my friends to say, hey, it's going to be work, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it because we're going to meet amazing people. We're going to change people's lives. So there's a little bit of that, right? So it's almost taking the work and making it look a lot more like fun as opposed to work. So that's the well, big thing. And, and connecting it to a higher purpose, right? Yes. I mean, it's purpose. like they talk about the two brick makers, the one yeah. who someone asked him, Hey, what are you doing? And he's there making yeah. a wall. And he's like, I'm building a wall. And yeah. the other one says, you know, the other one is going so much faster, yeah. doing such a better job. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And he goes, I'm building a church. Right. Yeah. And it's like, are you building a wall? Or are you building a church? Like connecting that vision really does inspire people. I love that. I think it's a great yeah. idea. Okay. So but I cut them, you off. You had something no, else. No, no, that's perfect. So that's the big part. But the other thing too, is it's gotta be genuine. It's gotta be authentic. All the things that the millennials say, I'm not sure because the, today there's this big word called social media influencer. I think it's great. But at the end of the day, how many of these guys are truly doing and able to do what they say they're going to do versus a bunch of people that just do a lot of chatter. So yeah. it's one of those, you got to walk the walk and talk to talk. So most of my friends that are in the circle, we're like that. We're not just, Oh yeah, it'd be really cute to take that picture in front of the hospital and put it on Instagram. But if you didn't do anything, don't take that picture. Right. Yeah. It's right. But we're us when we're in front of the hospital, we were there at nine in the morning, nine at night or at lunchtime. We're, we're doing it. And all of these people, they come to the restaurant, they help me pack everything. It's a team effort. So the other side of it, it saves my labor because my staff is barely keeping up with what they have to do. The last thing they want to do is make two extra, 200 extra dinners that night. But yeah. with my team there, they're like, okay, we got, so they, they managed making it. We're doing all the rest of it. We're labeling, packing everything. So it's this really amazing team effort. And by the time everybody sees the nurses, the staff, the fire department, the police department, they're like, oh my God, this is why we do it. And I goes, yes, yeah. I've given you guys a platform to do it. But the whole thing has got to be genuine. Yeah. You got to, you know, because people see right through you, right? So I, we- I, yeah, I think that's beautiful, that, that authenticity, because it's a difference be between trying to lead like this and, yeah. and trying to lead like this. Right? Exactly. The, there's right a big on. difference between that. And I think that you've, how you're explaining it has totally nailed that. Love that, Wayne. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about us getting there together, having fun. And it doesn't hurt when you have media partners like yourself, whatever, that I'm able to tell the story. So every week when I'm on KLOS, number one radio show in SoCal, uh -huh. I'm able to not talk about where I've been, but where I'm going. But I get to tell people who's been there with me. Yeah. And everybody loves a shout out. So, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that I'm doing it on live radio on the number one show in Southern California, it just adds this massive amount of credibility. So like our partners, you know, at KLOS, our friends at KTLA, our friends in the newspaper, they give us all these platforms that allows me to basically tell the story over and over again. And people love it. I go, how the hell did you do that? I goes, well, you got to have friends. Yeah.
Well, and that's the thing is it's not, it's not like a overnight success, right? Like no. you've, you've built these relationships and these partners over the years because yeah. you're authentic and because you you're bringing the community together yeah. and, and, you know, you see other brands that maybe they do have that authenticity. Maybe they do have the fun, but why do you think they still aren't successful? Why do you think they're still struggling? I think they, and I'm the only thing I can think of is it's, they're not maybe communicating the way I do. That's about the community. It's about the team. It's not about Wahoo surviving. It's about all of us surviving. Right. So I do everything that I can to promote all the people that are on our team to make sure that this is a truly a team effort. You know, I'm not going without you guys and vice versa. So and, I, and I'm not, again, really sure, because maybe they didn't also do a lot of this before the COVID hit. So I normally would do about 100 to 200 events a year in the community, big and small. So people in Orange County know that this is what we do. I mean, shoot, have, you guys, you guys had your own day dedicated to Wahoo's Taco. I mean, like, this isn't, <laughs> you talk about a community partner. Okay. When a community gives a restaurant their own day, right? <laughs> We're going to recognize today as yeah. Wahoo's Taco Day. That, that is, like, beyond cool, you know? Yeah, so that's the thing. So you have that. So when the captain, the lifeguard department, the chief of police, the staff at the hospital, when they call you for something, you're like, you know what? Instead of saying no, it goes, let's figure out how to make this thing work. So we've yeah. always been, by hook or crook, we're going to find a way to make this thing work, right? So that, and now in these times, it's been the other way around. Let's figure out how to keep Wing around so he can keep helping us, you know, for all the years we've done it. Yeah. So all the charities, we've all teamed up, even though they're not, they're in the same boat. They're not raising the money that they need, mm-hmm. but they're like, it's more important to them to keep guys like me around. So when things do come back around, we're going to be there. So yeah, exactly. it's been this really, and again, not to say that they have done their share, but I think it'd be hard for press to find other restaurants that have done as much work as we have done without yeah. an agenda. And that's really the key. There's really nothing in it for us for 90% of what we do because truly for us, it's kids, it's a cause, it's environment. We're going to be there anyway. Yep. So there really hasn't been an agenda like, Oh, wing is only doing this because he's an alumni. Right. You can't say that. Right. Yeah. So that's, I think when people see that, I go, hmm, last time I checked, nobody wings family has been afflicted by this disease. So they know there's really no agenda there. And yeah. that's when it becomes genuine because people are like, hey, we're here because we know we can make a difference. Yeah. And once that is there, it kind of stays with you. Dude, I love that. So what, what's the future hold for, you know, Wahoo's? I mean, like, what, what, are, you, what are you guys' plans for the rest of the year? How are you guys adapting and, and changing as the, you know, as COVID evolves? Well, the first and foremost, we're trying like crazy to negotiate with our landlords because that's the big oh, obstacle. Yeah. I mean, if we have to pay rent, nobody be around. I mean, I don't think there'd be a restaurant under the sun that'd be open right now. Short of the guys in, that have drive-throughs. They're yeah. the only restaurants in the category they're doing okay. You've seen a number of the coffee houses shut down because they don't have drive-throughs. The yes. donut shops, they don't have drive-thru. So anybody who doesn't have a drive-thru is really having to deal with it right now. I mean, even so, Shake Shack is, you know, Dan, Danny Meyer is shifting to drive-thru, right? Like it would have been a cold day in hell before he had a drive-thru with his whole service <laughs> mentality. 
but you know, even Danny Meyer is adapting to this, right? right? And look at all those self-help pizza places, right? I can have to anything that you have to walk in and decide your ingredients. But all of a sudden, you don't have that option anymore. Mm-hmm. So the whole everybody is having to move their boats to one way or the other. So that's one. So besides the landlord, that's which we're hoping going to get through, most of them want us to get through January first. Well, last time I checked, January first is about the middle of the winter. So we need to negotiate until about next April or May. That's, I think, the the reality of it. Plus, we got the elections around the corner, which is not going to help anybody, right? And well, it may it may help uh, some alcohol companies, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because one way or another, people are going to need some drinks. (laughs) They're going to drink. You're right. The comfort foods, fried chicken, all that. Kudos to you because you're right in the sweet spot. So right now, we got to get through the winter. We got to negotiate with our landlords and figure out because a lot of cities have allowed you to dine out patio to close the streets. So downtown Orange, downtown Huntington Beach, downtown Laguna, Newport, a lot of places have extended the patio into the parking lot. But the problem is come winter, even though it doesn't snow on the beach, people, once it dips below 60%, 60 degrees, they're not going to go outside. No, right? no, no, no. So, so there's a lot of adapting, a lot of pivoting, you know, and what the capacity will be. So we're just going to have to get better at making deliveries, reinventing some of the way we package food so they're better to transport. So I've done a lot of it for COVID already. So now it's a matter of not just doing it for the delivery stores, but nationwide to all the stores. So it's more of a family meal as opposed to individual takeout. Yeah, I love that. And um I love how you're thinking about this because a lot of people that I've talked to who are kind of thinking, let me just get to like September. And, you know, it's like, no, this is, you've got, you've got another year ahead of you until you, until the vaccine comes out until people have, you know, taken the vaccine, then you're going to have a whole wave of anti-vaxxers. There's going to be a third wave, right? Like it's just, it's just, it's not going to be, it's not a short ride here. There's a bumpy road ahead of us. But the nice thing that that I love how you're talking about this is that it's a bumpy road, but the light at the end of the tunnel, it's not a train, right? Like there there is a light. And so getting through that, negotiating your cost, I think that that makes a lot of sense uh, preparing for that long haul. Um, So wing any, any last piece of advice that you would leave with our listeners, viewers? Hey, you know what? Do your part. Believe it or not, i just been on the plane because I have to do some stuff in the East Coast. I never felt safer than I was in the airport. Everybody had a mask on. It's the only time in the last four months where it didn't matter where we were. Everybody had a mask on. Nobody, I'm, I'm sure we see it on social media. Everyone, you know, every day there's somebody getting kicked off of somewhere for not wearing one. Yeah. But I can tell you, you can't even get into the airport without a mask, right? So everybody's following it. So until they were eating and drinking, everybody did their part. And I think that's the only way. I mean, whether or not we're right or wrong, we somebody out there said that the mask is probably the only thing that could help us, you know? So I'm yeah. like, hey, do your part, right? So everything else, I'm like, hey, wash your hands, do all that. But it's going to be a bumpy ride. This winter is going to be a lot colder than I think a lot of people expect right so i think you got to be ready be ready to embrace because it could be a mild one and we could be over with before we even start 
but I'd rather be on the pessimistic side and say, hey, we got to get to at least April of next yeah. year to really see how things are going. In the meantime, we all are together. Let's get through this. I love that. So, Wing, here are my takeaways. One, sure. I love, you know, shift, connect with others, execute. I love, I love that strategy you laid yeah. out there. Uh, two, to build a brand, make sure it's fun. And that fun requires the vision. Three, yeah. be authentic, be genuine. Don't just go for the picture, the photo op. <laughs> go because you really care. Uh, four, you know, show that you really care by not making it about you. Make it about the team. Make it about community. Five, yeah. prepare for the long haul delivery, family meal, leases. And then lastly, do your part. Uh, even if you think it doesn't matter, just wear a mask, okay? <laughs> People want to wear, if you're in public, wear the mask. Um, Wing, for being so rock star, for being a genuinely awesome guy uh, and an inspiration, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us, Wing. How do people find you, follow you? Uh, on Instagram, it's Wahoo's Wing. And on everything else is Wing Lamb. And uh, our website is Wahoo's Fish Taco, one word. And the group that we've created of all business guys is called the California Love Drop, which, again, you can go to their GoFunding page. Whatever you want to do, you want to donate some money, we'll send you some fun swag as well. But it's been a great team effort of going out and just making a difference in the community that we're in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Wing. Appreciate you being on the podcast. See you soon. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.